there are a lot of challenges that, that we face in life. Um, and one of the biggest challenges that I see um, is the challenge really to know what is truth. You know, and you think like, what? You know, I, I see this that, that more than in any other time in my lifetime that uh, I've never seen so much perceptions and opinions about what truth really is. You know, um, there's this group called the Flat Earth Society, which claims that the earth is flat. Because obviously when you walk around, everything they're saying everything is flat. And it feels flat. So they say all the evidence points to that the world being flat. And such things like the satellite pictures of earth and all that, the round earth, they're just fabrications. And there's a group that flat earth society. Um, they took a survey of over a thousand uh, people in England, and uh, over 52% of them said, yeah, you know what, you know the landing on the moon, that was all fake. That was a Hollywood deal, you know. Over, over half felt like it was all fake, you know. And recently I read a blog, blog about a woman, about a mother who was driving her two children when her son just said in the backseat, hey, look, there's a black, red, and yellow bird, to which her daughter immediately corrected him and says, no, nah, you know what, it, there was no yellow on that bird at all. And they were arguing back and forth, you know. And then the mom says she jumped in and she said, it really doesn't matter. You know, sometimes people see different things. Everyone can be right at the same time. <clears throat> and then she said later on that week, daughter comes in crying, saying that her brother had hit her. You know? And the brother came right in right after her and, and shrugged. And, 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 and he said this, the mom said he said this, no, I didn't. You got to stop talking. We can both be right. Sometimes people see different things. And the mom says she was stunned. And she realized that her response earlier in the week had totally confused her son's understanding of what truth is. And that, that she said that she had given him the idea that no one is right or wrong about anything. And that everybody can be right at the same time. And then she wrote this. As obvious as it may seem that there are many things which are true or not, this very basic understanding of truth is under attack today. And she said, my son is not the only one getting confused. And you know, there is a growing belief that there is really no absolute truth. That, that to say something is absolutely true means that it is independently true for everybody, right? Um, even if they don't know it, even if they don't, they don't understand it, even if they don't agree with it, that's what absolute truth is all about. Relative truth means that, that it can be true for one person or another person, but it might not be true for someone else. And that truth really is a matter of perspective, and, you know, I, I look at this, and it's, it's alarming to me. It's alarming to me because, because truth, and absolute truth, is really the compass that keeps us on the right track. You know? But that's what truth is. That's the foundation that when we make truth, 
to be something that is relative, situational, maybe dependent on the state of affairs, uh, upon perspective, all these things, we, we kind of, it's so easy to lose our way. You know, we just lose our way. And it's like this you know, little cartoon where Nancy was so frustrated, she's always missing the target, you know, so she goes, my arrow always lands up on the right side. And she does, oh dear, look, there we go again. I'm going to paint a new target. And she paints a new target, that's better, you know. And, and, and I look at that, and it's like, so often that's what we do. Because when, when there's no real absolute truth, then we can just make up our own truth. And as we conclude this series on the Holy Spirit, that I wanted to look at something that um, the Holy Spirit does that is so vital in our lives when it comes to truth and keeping us on track. You know, earlier in this series, Max talked about how it is important to be filled, to be continually filled up with the Holy Spirit. You know, Jim and my wife, Joel, they talked about on separate weeks how we need to kind of keep in step and we need to walk in the Spirit. And, and that's really, really important. And today that I wanted to look at why it's so important to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. In John 14, 17, the Bible says that he is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And, and what he's saying is if we, we don't accept and believe that the Holy Spirit is leading us into all truth, then what we're going to do is we're going to look within ourselves, we're going to look at others, we're going to look at other things to look for what is true. And too often when we do that, we just kind of fall short. You know, we, we, we settle for something far short of what really is truth, and we just get into error, and it kind of messes us up. And the Bible kind of warns us about this in this really sobering passage. And I just can't, I can't tell you how often I go back to this passage and I go, we're living right now. That this is written, you know, about 2,000 years ago, almost 2,000 years ago. And, and it's, we're living in a time that Paul is describing 2,000, we're living in that time today. In Romans chapter 1, verse 21, it says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God is like. And as a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. And then it goes on in verse 24. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth. What happened? They traded the truth about God for a lie. And so they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. And I read that, and I go, whoa. 
And then we're going to go on in verse 28, and it's going to talk about, Paul is describing what the results of, of us turning from God is. You know, what, what is the result of that? In verse 28, he says, Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do the things they should never, that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, heartless, and have no mercy. And he's saying that's the result. When we trade the truth for a lie, that's what happens. And when I read that, I'm thinking, that, that kind of sounds like today. You know, that kind of sounds like today. You know, I've been talking to um, some teachers, you know, because school's heading back, and I really want to pray for teachers. And so, you know, after reading, I say, no, are, are the children and the, the students today, you think like they're further along, you know, in their behavior, and they, they stop me and they say, no, 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 it's a lot worse today. They're not respectful, they're selfish, you know, and it's like, okay, so, so you don't, he said, no, Mark, it's, just, it's almost getting worse. And I read the newspaper, and I see things, and I think, man, it's, it's really a challenging time. And it's because it's the result of, of trading the truth of God for a lie. And so we look and we go like, oh, man, this is messed up. What are we going to do? We should just kind of hunker down, have a church, and just like let the world live out there and just, just protect ourselves. No. That's not what we're to do. We're to be out into the world. We've got to love the people. We've got to work and allow God to use us to make this world better. And so all is not lost. You know, that, that with God, there's always hope. And my prayer is that we would be people who would go against the flow of our culture, live according to God's truth, that no matter how difficult or how challenging that is, and that, and that our lives would demonstrate, it would demonstrate the blessings of living according to God's truth. That I want us to so shine that people say, what? You know, Micah, Johanna, why are your kids so good? Aren't you so blessed that, that you just happen to have great kids? To which Michael and Joanna, Joanna would say, no, it's, we have great kids, but we've had, to grow, we've had to parent them. And we parented them in the way in which the Bible talks about. And it's been hard. And it's been challenging but they're experiencing the results of that. And that our lives would demonstrate God's amazing grace. That our lives would, would demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit. And people would be drawn. And that we would see our city and our nation transformed by God's love and his truth. And this morning, I just wanted to encourage you as we end this series, I just wanted to encourage you that, you know, let's trust God, the Holy Spirit, and allow him to truly lead us into all truth. 
to lead us in the truth. So if you have your bulletin, there's some notes you can follow along. It should be up on the screen as well. The first thing is this. Simply, God is the source of truth. God is the source of truth. That we can trust God and allow his Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. One reason is because Jesus is the truth. That, that we're called to follow him, be his disciples. We're called to, to trust him with our lives. And we can do all these things because Jesus makes this really powerful, strong and powerful and truthful statement in John 14, 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And what Jesus is saying is that you can trust him because he is the truth, that there is only one way to God. You know, he's saying that there's only one way to God and eternal life, just one. There's not a whole bunch of ways. There's one way. He's the only way. He's the truth. He's the source of life, and that you can trust him. He's not being boastful. He's not like bragging. He's just saying, this is the truth. That, 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 that you can trust me because I will lead you. I will guide you. I'm not going to take you off on a bunny trail. I'm not going to trick you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you can trust me. And not only is Jesus the truth, God's word, the Bible that he has given us, that's truth. In John 17, Jesus prays to his Father, and he prays for all of us. And, and he prays this in John 17, 17. He says, make them holy. He says, man, make them holy by your truth. Teach them what? Your word, which is truth. And we can have confidence that the Bible is God's word, and that is truth, and is absolutely true that we can rest on what he's given us and obey it because it's truth. We don't have to go and say, well, man, we just hope, gosh, we hope this is true. We can have confidence that this is true. And not only that, we read something, and we might not like it. We might not agree with it. We're like, man, that's kind of odd. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Didn't Jesus die for the church? I don't know if I believe that one. But we can trust God that it is true, that you will receive a blessing, that things will work out if you would just love your wife as Christ loved the church. You know, Fathers, don't exasperate your children. Well, there's times, man, my children, they're exasperating. And God in his word is, is giving us his word, he's giving us instructions and his truth because he wants us to thrive. He wants our children to thrive. That this is the best thing for us. And he says, you know, don't exasperate your children. You see, Jesus is truth. The Bible is truth because God is the source of truth. And, and God wants us to know and to live according to truth. See, God so desires. 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4 says this. It is good. It, this is good and pleases God our Savior. What does? Who wants everyone to be saved? 
See, that's God's desire, that everyone would come into a relationship, be saved, and have eternal life, and they go and enjoy their home in heaven. That's God's, that, that's his pleasure. That's his desire. And not only that, he says, and to understand the truth. Eternal life is so important. Where we, you know, death doesn't have to be the end of things. We don't have to go to that place called hell in which our sins, you know, I mean, it's not God who's sending us to hell. It's our sin. For the wages of sin is death. You know, and hell is, is eternal separation from God. And, and God wants everyone to be saved. There's a lot of room he says, in heaven, you know? And he wants us all to go. And he also wants us to understand truth. Truth is so important. And he wants us to understand that. That he gave us a savior because we needed a savior. And he gave us a roadmap called the Bible to live by. Why did he do this? Because it is good and pleasing to him. God loves us. And God wants us to know and live according to truth. And then the thing is, the third thing is this. The Bible is vital in showing us what is truth and how to know what is right and wrong. How do we know what's right? How do we know um, what choice we should make? How do, you, how do we know if we're going off course? You know, how do we know how to be a friend, a husband, a wife, a mother, a father? You know, how do we get instructions for life? The Bible is so important. In 2 Timothy 3, we read all of Scripture, not just the ones we want. All of Scripture is inspired by God. God breathed. That God personally is inspired and God and is useful for teaching us what is true. The Bible, all of Scripture, teaches us what is true. It corrects us when we're wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And the Bible is so important. I remember once that I was, um, things happened on the, uh, on the basketball court at times where, um, you know, just emotions and stuff come up. And I remember way back when, you know, we were on the basketball court. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not used to missing shots. I mean, that's rare when that happens. I'm not laugh. I'm not used to losing, right? And, and I remember, you know, I started to have a, uh, a friendly conversation with some of the other people at the court, right? And then I remember going home and reading Paul's words, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. He goes on to talk about no unwholesome words, but only words that will edify. And I went, whoa, I think I messed up. 
And the next time I went out to play, those thoughts were, were in my mind. And uh, I tried to be a lot nicer, you know. Hey, good shot, Daniel. Yay. You know, you know hey, Nels. Wow, great. You know, hey, hey, we lost. Oh, well, you guys won. You guys were better, you know. And, and, and the Bible helps to center me. Just sometimes I just go crazy, right? Because I have a sinful nature. And I say and I do things and I think things I shouldn't think and do and, and say. How do I know? It's, it's the Bible. Coming back to the Bible. And it's so important. A good friend of mine and about four other people started a church that grew to become one of the largest churches in the United States. And I remember once we were talking and he said to me, he says, you know, we were talking about, you know, the Bible and things like that. and We pray for each other. And he says, you know, I look back. There are five of us. And today, this was years ago, today, there's only a couple of us that are still walking with the Lord. You know, one guy left his wife and, you know, just a lot of tragic things have happened. But he said, there's just two of us. And he said, you know what he realized? The reason... I think that the two of us are still walking with the Lord is because we were the teaching pastors of that church. And every week we had to get into the word, whether we wanted to or not. And we got into the word. And he said, I think that saved us. And then he went on to say, you know, I, there's so many pastors and leaders and, and all that who have, you know, fallen in, you know, just slipped and slid and fallen into sin and things. And, 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 and he said, you know, one thing that was real clear in all of them, all of them, for some reason or another, stopped getting into the Word. They didn't have a time, a regular time, in which they would be in the Word. See? And the Bible is so important because it shows us what is truth, and it shows us how to live. But number four, we need... Not to, we need the Holy Spirit to know and grasp the truth of the Bible. We need, this is where the Holy Spirit is so, so, so important. Many people will say that, man, the Bible's hard to read. You know, man, the Bible's hard to read. Or, or you know, it's, it's hard to understand. Or, you know, it's really hard to be disciplined to read the Bible regularly. And a lot of followers of Christ, maybe some who have been walking and following the Lord for years and years, they would admit like, man, I've never read the Bible from cover. I've never read it through, through the whole Bible, ever. And the truth is, we need the Holy Spirit to know and to grasp the truth of the Bible. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 13, it says, when I... When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's word to explain spiritual truth. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from the Spirit. It all sounds foolish, too foolish to them, and they can't understand it. And, and for others, 
for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the thought, the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us to understand what the Bible is saying. That is so important. You know, I, I knew this one person, really, really, really smart person. And he said he took a class called uh, Reading the Bible as Literature. And, and he had a whole different perspective. You know, he was looking at style and all these kinds of things. And he, and he read the whole Bible, but he read it as literature, and it never made any impact in his life because he was reading it like he was reading it like any other book. He wasn't reading for what it really is. John 14, 23 says, Jesus says, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of, each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I'm, what I'm telling you is from the Father who sent me. I'm telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and, re, and will remind you of everything I have told you. And Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will teach us and remind us of the truth of God's word. See, that's how important the Holy Spirit is. No? And the truth is, it is a pretty challenging time uh, to live. That it's so easy to be overwhelmed, right? You, you look around, man, it's so easy to be overwhelmed or, or to be led down the wrong path. And something we need is the foundation of God's truth in our lives to live by. And God has given us his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be our savior, to rescue us from eternal separation with him. And that instead of experiencing all that and all that we deserve, we are saved by God's grace and we'll be reunited with our Father in heaven for all eternity. God gave us a Savior. And God has given us his word. He's given us his Bible to show us, you know, his truth and how to live in his truth. And he's given us his Holy Spirit. And, and a part, a big part of his ministry of the Holy Spirit is to lead us into all truth. To make the word understandable. To give us everything we need until we we are reunited with Him in heaven. And so I want to I want to encourage you to make a decision to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. And there's some major benefits if you would do that. Here's just some really quickly. Here's some one: you have the standard. For absolute truth. You don't got to wonder. You have the standard. John 17, 17 says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. You can know what is true because God's given you his word. So you have the basis. You have the standard. 
Second thing is you get to live a life of purity. That the Bible will help you to live a life of purity. If you're falling left and right and, and messing up, the Bible will help you live a life of purity. Psalm 119.9, how can a young man, a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. You can avoid evil and all kinds of foolishness and all kinds of mess ups if you would walk and live according to the truth of God's word. Third thing is you keep on the right path. You know, it's so easy to go off, but you stay on the right path. That's what 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17 is all about. All scripture is inspired. And keep us on the right track. When you read and the Holy Spirit leads you into truth, you receive encouragement and hope. You receive encouragement and hope. Romans 15.4. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Life is rough at times. And through his word, God will give you the encouragement you need. He'll give you the hope you need. And then finally, you receive a powerful weapon. You receive a powerful weapon. Ephesians 6.17 says, put on salvation as your helmet. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And God's given us a powerful weapon in the Word. And, you know, there are times, and, and this one guy was really struggling with something that would, would, would bother him and torment him, you know, all through the day. So much so that he says, man, I, I must not be God must not love me. I must, be, I must be the worst Christian around because he would be tormented all day long with these thoughts. And we were praying, I was praying with him, and Romans 8.1 came to my mind. And I said, hey, this is what you do. When those tormenting thoughts come in, you take up your sword and you say, you just declare, it is written, it is written, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1. There's now no condemnation. And he came back, he said, you know, I had, to, I had to say that a bazillion times. That first day. And then it was a million times the next day. And he got less and less. And he, he achieved victory over all those thoughts. So much so, now that guy, he's a walking Bible now. He's memorized all kinds of stuff because he's a man that's so important. He started with Romans 8 1, and he just went on, and he just, he's a walking Bible today. Because, because God has given us a powerful spiritual weapon. Some of you today might be like, oh man, I'm just feeling so yuck. You know, I've just done some things, and every time I come to church, and every time I think of God, all I think about are the things that I have done. Get your sword. It is written, Romans 8.1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm in Christ Jesus today. There's now no condemnation. And you just pick up your sword and you declare, there's no condemnation. Why? Because that's the truth. That's the truth. 
God wants you to experience a full and vital life. That, that it comes when we choose to live according to truth. And I want to encourage you to start by reading your Bible. Just, 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 just start reading. You know, go, go get that Bible at home. Go start reading. And it's, again, nothing happens by accident, right? And so, if you don't got a Bible, or if you don't like your Bible, or if your Bible is one of those you've gotten long ago and it's, thou sayest, and you just don't understand. There's actually Bibles that are written in language you can understand. And if, and if you need help, on Halakuila Street, there's Logos Bookstore, right down the street. And they got a Bible for everybody. If you're a, a military person, there's a military person's Bible. If you're a woman who just like, there's a woman's Bible. There's a Bible for police officers. And there's all kinds of versions that find one that you like. This one that we use a lot is um, it's, it's the um, New Living Translation. I believe that's fifth or sixth grade reading level. You know, one that I use for study is the New American Standard Translation. That's like a seventh grade reading level. But there's all kinds. And Carl will personally help you. Ask for Carl. Carl, I need a Bible. And he will help you. He might even give you a 10% discount if you get a Bible. 15 now. See? Aren't you guys glad you came today? Yeah, I was at service and Carl was there and he said I get 15% off. I said 1-5. Okay, I didn't say 50. I get 50. You all get 15. But start reading your Bible and step out in faith and obey. Where do you start? Here's a simple one. There's a book in the Bible in the middle called Proverbs. There's 31 Proverbs. There's 31 days in a month. Next week, we're starting a series on Proverbs. Man, it'd be a great time now. Just read the proverb, the chapter that coincides with the day of the month. It is. So today is, what is today? Today's a 20, what? 29th. Read Proverbs 29. And, and start there. And I want to encourage you to engage in our series. Because it's going to be great because Proverbs is full of wisdom. And as you read and God the Holy Spirit leads you into all truth, you will become wiser. You will. Um, Micah Chinin's father is Pastor Kel Chinin at Moanalua. He was my senior pastor and I was there for 15 plus years. I know Proverbs has, I've become wiser. Because I talk to him all the time on the phone and I'll say something and he'll always say to me, you're so wise. So I know I got wiser because of Proverbs. Start reading your Bibles. Start in Proverbs maybe. And then ask the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. That, that help him, ask him to help you to 
to make the Bible more clear and understandable. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to align your life according to the truth of God's Word. And He will. Here's a promise. John 8, 31. Jesus said to the people who believed in Him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's a promise. If you're struggling, if you're going through stuff, Jesus said, if you would obey, if you get into the Word, you would obey Him. His truth will set you free. That's the power of God's truth in the Word of God. That's the power that we can access with the Holy Spirit who is there to lead us into all truth. And as He does, it's the truth that's going to set us free. Why don't you stand with, with me and let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your Word. Holy Spirit, simple prayer for us. We just say, in my life, Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill me. Help me to walk according to you. And lead me into all truth. Set me free. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.